0: Today in the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, we have an episode of catching up with one of our dear old friends, Willie T. Ribbs. We are covering one specific topic in this conversation, and that is IndyCars in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway's long overdue announcement of how it would weigh in. This new evolving world of ours that's also encompassing motor racing, this social change taking place. This new program announced 30 minutes before the start of the GMR Grand Prix on Saturday. The Race for Equality and Change program. This is what we're discussing. We'll happily mention right up front, if you're not a fan of race and such discussions in and around motor racing, even though it is something that is being held by IndyCar NASCAR, Formula One. I think we might be hearing something about IMSA here shortly. If you're not keen on such things and just want to focus on the on-track competition and nothing else, no feelings will be hurt if you dive out right now and hit the stop button. There are some very uncomfortable topics coming up here. It's a somewhat frustrated MP and Willie T conversation just sharing with you here that this is something we've been looking forward to in terms of the announcement and we just have one of our patented unfiltered conversations about it going to dive into it here in just one moment figured it would be worth though for those who don't know a ton about it might not have seen the press release it kind of came out and went nowhere No one within the series, within the paddock, really no one said anything about it. No one amplified it. No one did anything. So might be worth just reading off some of the key points here so that it'll set up the conversation we have a little bit better thing here mentioned by IndyCar is that they've created this race for equality and change, and I'm just stating their words. A major effort to support diversity and inclusivity across the IndyCar industry. A key pillar of the Race for Equality and Change will be a $1 million fund to fuel internal and external programs and initiatives that will create fundamental change. There are six points listed here. I'll read them off in the conversation. I read off a couple, but I'll just read them off again here up front, and then we'll get rolling with our man says the key focuses of Race for Equality and Change include recruiting and developing a diverse workforce throughout all levels of IndyCar and IMS, diversifying the competitive driver field at the grassroots Road to Indy and NTT IndyCar Series levels, supporting impactful grassroots youth motorsports programs, including enhancing the Indianapolis Motor Speedway's longstanding partnership with next-gen racers, a 501c3 charity that introduces minority students to the world of motorsports, diversifying employment, leadership, and ownership within the series and with IndyCar promoters, investment in minority communities to encourage greater engagement with IndyCar and IMS, and then finally establishing a procurement program to meaningfully increase the number of minority-owned businesses that contract with IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway each year that is what they announced and we're just going to dive right into it here one more time if these kinds of things don't make you happy hit the stop button find another episode here IndyCar Sounds Hamburger and French Fry Show which Sebastian Bourdais and I just recorded and posted that will be A happier, smilier, breezier time. But for now, let's get rolling with our man, Mr. William Theodore Ribs. This is the first time we're actually recording something in a while. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of the last person at the dance. Uh, You've been everywhere on everything. But kidding aside, what folks maybe don't know, you and I've been on the phone, what, every day or every other day? for the past three or four months so i just figured we got to a point brother where with indycar announcing its race for equality and change program uh, this might be something to talk about because this is the kind of thing you've been hoping for forever now that it's here what came to mind food stamp
1: program uh i had been talking to them about it and that's the indycar diversity program and i hate to be real and frank about it but everything i heard from indycar it really just when they announced it and they laid the program out uh it was uh it it, it came up way short it, it it was a stall tactic let me you know they delay hmm. a game uh, in football where you know they're waiting for everything to die down things are cool now uh there's no more protesting and uh, no more boycotting, and now we can go back to business as usual. It was a real sad statement from uh, Miles, and Miles is miles behind with that.
0: IndyCar CEO, Penske Entertainment CEO, IMS CEO, Mark Miles. So you and I had a, a clue that this was coming. To my knowledge, unless I missed that in one of our conversations, there is an interest in having you a part of it, But at least for reading what was released, you were not asked to weigh in or offer any thoughts on what it is. I am due to speak to Mark Miles, so there's a lot of questions we have here that hopefully will be answered. But in seeing what was released for this Race for Equality and Change program, it felt like not enough thought was put into it, not many or any People outside of the halls of IndyCar and IMS were brought in to try and formulate the best plan from the outset. It looked like half measures. A lot of, we have goals, but we haven't really fleshed things out yet. For what you were hoping to see to what was then released, and Mark then spoke about on NBC, is this salvageable? Do you think this can be tuned up and fixed and gotten to a point where it works?
1: Well, in the announcement, he jumped on the, he jumped on it for about five to 10 minutes. Uh, then, uh, Dale Jarrett, uh, jumped in and hijacked the announcement, uh, to take it back to, uh, a NASCAR lineup for the race. It was really, it was it was really it was staged very poorly. If they if that was supposed to be convincing, it, it it didn't go. It didn't convince anybody, especially me. I have a great history with Indianapolis and the Speedway, the the city of Indy, the Speedway. My relationship with Mary Holman um, and how I was treated by her, and it was real and it was very special. With my history at Indy. There's only been two black men to have ever won a race at Indy. One's name is Hamilton, and another's name is Ribs. Hamilton won Formula One. I won the V Rock race there last year, vintage race of champions. That included some great champion drivers from IndyCar and uh, NASCAR. So for Mark Miles and IndyCar, not to mention. It, it, even for a second, my conversations with them regarding diversity, and if there's any African American driver that's the dean of African of of black drivers, the dean is Willie T. Rips. They didn't say anything. They they it, they jumped on it and jumped off of it like it was uh, a
0: coronavirus. So to go through the release, I reread it. This morning just wanted to have some clear eyes and the number is purely coincidental it wasn't done for any symbolic reason for IndyCar and Field of 33 but just reading through the release started asking questions writing down questions i came up with 33 questions about this program that are unanswered unexplored you name it i should mention some of the key items here uh let's see the the basic tenets of it This is one that you and I stuck on immediately. They are going to commit, there's a $1 million fund to fuel internal and external programs and initiatives that will create fundamental change in regards to race equality and whatnot. That really struck me as odd. Willie, because if you are trying to break barriers that exist within your series, within your companies, etc., why would you then from the outset create a financial barrier that blows? Why even mention a dollar amount? And I'm glad that they're committing a million dollars, but it strikes me as just a really bizarre positioning. Is this only worth a million dollars? Hey, we'll get up to a million, but that's all we're going to do. Did anybody actually look through all the things they said they want to do and come up with a price tag of a million dollars? I can't see it costing less than many millions of dollars per year. How did that number land with you?
1: Well, um, uh, not long before that, maybe a week or so before that, uh, Formula One, uh, Chase Carey,
0: CEO there of Liberty Media. CEO
1: of Formula One uh, uh, and Liberty Media. Uh, announced the $1 million fund uh, for diversity for Formula One. Uh, the big man himself, Bernie Ecclestone, poo-pooed it as, as uh, the cost of a mechanic salary. Uh, Bernie blew that up right away, as he should have. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, that's uh, a food stamp program. That's all they announced. We're going to throw some food stamps at uh, at some at some coloreds. You coloreds are going to uh, get you know uh, uh, go down and get some cheap food. That's all that was, you know. It, even if you didn't mean it, say 20 million, say 50 million, you know, say something that gives you some integrity and some class even if you don't mean it one million dollars that won't that's a go-kart team
0: pretty serious go-kart team but point well taken here let's get into a couple of the other things that stood out and this is not meant to just rip apart this is just meant to have an honest conversation uh, about some things that again have potential need some work here are some of the bullet points Listed Willie recruiting and developing a diverse workforce throughout all levels of IndyCar and IMS diversifying the competitive driver field at the grassroots road to Indy and NTT IndyCar series levels supporting impactful grassroots motorsports programs including enhancing IMS's longstanding partnership with Next Generation Racers, a 501c3 charity that introduces minority students to the world of motorsports. I'm going to stop there. That's the first three. little bit of a sidebar and I try and share it with folks who look like me. Let's drop the term minority. Minority is mentioned three times in this release. It's a bit of a strange way to describe your fellow human being or fellow American by their statistical percentage that they represent. The the flip side to that, we don't refer to white people as majorities, so maybe we should stop referring to people of color as minorities or less than. This is just part of the messaging where you go, oh boy, I wish someone had maybe read through this. Offer an outside perspective. Nonetheless, continue to refer to African Americans and so on as minorities this is a thing Willie where if we're talking about making IndyCar and IMS the folks who work within those halls create a more diverse setting to do that within the paddock and pit lane as well drivers and then also helping grassroots initiatives to get kids of color as well involved I applaud all those things who wouldn't applaud all those things can I throw in one item that I noticed is there's one word that is not mentioned in anywhere in this women (laughs) half the world it's women uh and yet well there's nothing here as well it
1: was hastily put together based on a knee-jerk reaction from what formula one is doing And for what NASCAR has announced and what they're doing, you know, all this is all because of George Floyd being murdered. Right. All of this worldwide and IndyCar and uh, uh, miles behind does this hastily. And that's uh, Mark Miles, Miles behind. And all the reaction, all the feedback, all the calls and messages I got from people from all from everywhere say, "Are were they serious?" Very patronizing. It was extremely patronizing. It was sad. And they might not like what Willie T. Ribbs says. One thing uh, no one will ever say. He might say he's arrogant or he's uppity, but no one has ever called Willie T. Ribbs a liar, a cheat, or a thief. And uh, and that. Uh, I'm not going to bite my tongue on.
0: You're going third person on me here too. I'm sorry. Marshall Pruitt says you're going third person on me here. Holy crap (laughs) ribs. You're falling apart man. Um, Now again uh, obviously uh, there's no disagreement here if I'm looking at what They have proposed as goals for the first three pillars of this workforce diversity series and track level diversifying the driver base so that we actually have young women and drivers of color coming in. Thumbs up there, too. Something we've been dreaming of for decades. The grassroots support as well uh with charitable next generations racers and such uh, that's good obviously no, no argument there what i haven't seen here willie and, and i know that you've been asked to play a role in this somehow hopefully you will on the driver's side i'm just looking through this and of the 33 questions that i've come up with so far is indycar forming a new department to lead and facilitate its renc program if so who will lead it and when will they start how many staff will be installed Will that staff be a reflection of the RENC initiative? What's the target date for the RENC to be fully developed and go live? Some of the real basic things of, okay, so if we're going to get women drivers of color moving up the ladder, In ways that they aren't right now, I realize that Sabre Cook is involved in the road to Indy, so can't say that there's absolutely nothing. But how do you, if you're advising IndyCar, how do you go back to them and say, okay, if you want to do something real here and to develop a drive for diversity type program here, what things can you offer them? Having been through it yourself in NASCAR back in the day, what things can you tell them about how this gets done properly or improperly so this isn't a failure?
1: Well, for IndyCar, it's, it's a lot easier the nascar all indy car has to do is look around at uh, other sports for example uh, baseball baseball has farm teams it should be mandatory that every indy car team has a, a farm team financed by every auto manufacturer in this country not one manufacturer uh, to soak themselves down with glory every manufacturer has to ante up for a farm system. Each IndyCar team has a farm team, and that's how they develop uh, and bring the drivers along. That means Ganassi, that means RPs. That's how you get these kids up to speed and get them into the big leagues. The manufacturers have to support a driver development program for uh, females, drivers of color that's how you get it handled and that's easy to do but they've got to want to do it and i was surprised uh, nathan brown wanted to interview the indycar teams regarding diversity out of seven only two would talk with them two are you kidding me they don't want to do anything that's the issue
0: well that's the next bullet point actually the fourth bullet point here this is a really large question as well with a variety of things needing to be answered. The the goal here states diversifying employment, leadership, and ownership within the series and with IndyCar promoters. The IndyCar promoters, I'm going to leave that part off because while it's important, clearly, representation within the paddock in terms of employees within the teams, leadership and ownership, that's foundational. That is something that can truly make a long lasting impact because it involves wealth prosperity, opportunity, many things of the many questions that I have on this topic as well. IndyCar is not like the NBA or NFL, for example. Every player in the NFL, when they get their checks each week, it actually has the NFL's name on it. The league itself, really the parent in the relationship. IndyCar does not own its teams. We we aren't built that way. There's no tool to command team owners to do anything within their teams in terms of diversity, hiring crew members, managers, any level, high any level low or within their driver ranks and so on. There's no mechanism willing for IndyCar to say you must.
1: That's that's what has got to be, uh, that's gotta be changed. Got to come from the top. Top has got to say, all right, we're, uh, Papa's got a brand new bag. Now every auto manufacturer in this country, Annie's up a million dollars all goes into one pool controlled by uh, IndyCar and it's doled out to the teams doled out to the teams to fund the, the farm teams.
0: Let me ask another question which might be getting into the minutiae subtleties and subtext. It's amazing how important these things are when we're talking about equality and race and representation. IndyCar kicked off a program. I think four or five, six years ago, where it's next generation drivers on the road to Indy, Indy Lights in particular, they wanted to come up with a way to incentivize IndyCar teams to give some of those young drivers a test, give them a chance to get into an IndyCar without it costing them any money. So helps prepare and the next generation here gives teams a bit of a look at some kids they might not have otherwise really invested time into vetting and whatnot. And so for those that would do that, IndyCar said, well, we're going to give you an incentive with testing. You're going to get an extra test day. If you put a uh, a rookie, a road to Indy kid into your Indy car. And again, the exact incentive has changed a bit. It was a half day, right? If you put in the Indy lights kid for a half day, you can use the other half yourself to do whatever you want. Some teams took part in it, some didn't. But nonetheless, there was a carrot dangled. I'm a little bit conflicted here on the topic of should some sort of carrot be dangled in front of teams to do the right thing? If you hire a black engineer... A woman driver, or this, that, and the other, will give you money, extra leader circle money. We'll do this, that. That seems a little bit too trading bodies, people of color, women for some sort of financial incentive. That I think might be a bit problematic. I don't know how, how you open. dangle a, a carrot without it being monetary or otherwise, though.
1: Well, Marshall, I'm get back. To Roger's very good about making the phone calls and creating a fund that goes into funding each team's farm team, which not just uh, pays for drivers, but me- young uh, uh, mechanics of color and, we- and women engineers. It is spread out. Now, that's just from the competitive side, from inside the, the office and uh, employment uh, diversity into the uh, IMS office. That's up to Roger Penske and Miles and IndyCar. You want to, you want to bring uh, future marketing executives and people to work inside, uh, inside the IMS office. People of color, that's, that's on them. However, the, from the competitive side, to bring diversity, it's got to be required. Every team.
0: Let me throw a couple other things at you for us to discuss. topic of advisors, consultants, uh, those who might really be brought in to give some real oversight, give some direction here. I, I, it's an assumption, but it sure as heck looks like there was a total absence here in coming up with the plan. You and I recent, however longs, have been talking about this, knowing that there's a desire for you to be a part of it. Uh, you called right after Mark Miles' TV appearance and said, I'm out, I don't have anything to do with this. And I asked you, I said, brother, please don't pull the trigger on that yet. Let's see if and how this can be herded back onto the road and on the right path, because if it can be done properly, this could have hugely positive impact in uh, our beloved sport. Explain to folks why this is important. Because I don't know if everyone sees the value or the reason why IndyCar or any other series should bother trying to change itself and cater to, again, statistical minorities and such. What is it about the big picture that folks might not see? It's called dollar signs.
1: If they don't change, people are going to change it for them. And what I mean by that, millennials are very savvy. And the millennials are in all colors, and they're very aware now. If they can't see that this sport uh, doesn't identify with any of their values, the sport is going to fade. No question about it, it's going to go away because they're not going to support it in any way. They're not going to support it from the TV uh, side of it, from viewers, they're not going to support it from the commercial side and they're not going to support it uh, in the ticket booth. They better get something handled. You know, Mark Miles is new at, in, at auto racing. I was I was born into it. I, I knew Roger Pinsky. I met Roger Pinsky when I was nine years old. When I was on the conference call with the five of them, there was only two guys on the conference call with a, with the pedigree and the history. It was RP and Willie T. All the rest of the guys, including Doug Bowles and and miles you guys are all new man they're all new so don't act like i don't know what what i'm talking about and what's going on i will help them but uh they're gonna have to have their ears open and they're gonna have to have some heart and 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 be sincere with what they're what they're planning on Rather than, well, let's, you know, let's wait for all the marching and uh, and uh, picketing uh, to die down and we'll go back to business as usual. You're, you're really gone then you're gone because people are going to turn away.
0: That's a pretty critical recognition, which I don't think enough folks have grasped. This isn't just about catering or bending the knee to any specific race or gender or any specific segment. This really is a long-term survival strategy. (laughs) Uh, One of the things you and I, again, we've discussed privately here in recent weeks, we know that IndyCar's demographic is my color, my age, Age or older usually a little bit older into their 50s and such know that there's been a fear for a long time of trying to court really be outwardly embracing and advocating for people of color and women to join in for fear of threatening the primary fan base i don't know if that fear can survive for the very basic premise of indycar more or less has the majority of its primary fan base there's not a huge number left to capture that hasn't already been captured. If you really do want to open yourself up to new markets, new possibilities, new income streams, well, 13% of the country is African American. Such and such percent of the country is this. Half of the country is women. Uh, This is just survival for the future still being relevant. The pivot, unfortunately, is coming off of multiple murders of black men and black women. But hopefully IndyCar realizes that this token race for equality and change program, it needs to be a lot more than what it is because it's not just about putting black kids and Asian kids and Latino kids and women into race cars. For entertainment's sake, it's fundamentally changing who you are and how you do business to reflect the changes taking place in this country by the next generation of Americans who are demanding as such. These are the things we hope and pray for, and dear listeners, these are the things that Willie and I talk about almost every day. Hopefully, some of what we discussed might have been vaguely entertaining or illuminating. We got Willie to speak in third person, so I feel really good that I got that done. Um, There are a couple other pillars to this, too. They want to invest in, again, minority communities to encourage greater engagement with IndyCar and IMS. Okay. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, They also mentioned they want to establish a procurement program to meaningfully increase the number of minority-owned businesses that contract with IndyCar and Indianapolis Motor Speedway each year. Again, just reading their text here. It's <sighs> high ambition. I don't know if you're going to do it for a million bucks. And no, I don't know who's thing. going to do it. And I don't know how soon it's going to be ready to go. But uh, And I don't know why women aren't mentioned. And I don't know a lot of things. But uh, there's the bones. There's the well, bones of I a program. Can, but it hey surely isn't Mark, fleshed out.
1: They might as well have said, well, we're going to take some food stamps. I'm going to put some here. I'm going to put some food stamps in this neighborhood. And we're going to put some food stamps in. uh, It it sounded very bad. It sounded very weak. Maybe try that back in the 60s or the 70s. But not now. Not now. We live in a billion-dollar world, and you're talking $1 million? It's a food stamp program, and I'll say that every day, every day until they get it done right.
0: And as a kid who has actually gone to the store and bought food with food stamps, fully versed of the reference or in the reference anything else we should say oh hey this isn't related to anything we have discussed but i keep hearing rumors that there could be some pretty good stuff happening with uh more television more willie t type stuff reaching uh the masses i don't know if you want to get into that at all but uh can you at least confirm or deny that there might be some cool new willie t related production things happening
1: i can i can confirm that there's uh uh, a, a pretty strong gig that's just been done. So uh, I'll let uh, the principals who are involved announce it. Uh, and it's a spin off Uppity. Uppity documentary film has gone viral uh, worldwide. I was just on the phone with Tom Clarkson from Formula One. He saw it last night and he said it was, it was, he said it was the best racing film he'd ever seen. It's really not about racing. So... Um, no, that uh, latest project spun off the, the film Uppity. More to follow.
0: I've heard about where it might be aired, and that gave me a pretty big smile because that would indeed uh, go pretty darn wide, like Uppity.
1: And the producer who's uh, who saw the film Uppity and called the network and said, I want to do this, and I want to do it for four years. So that was uh, that meant a lot
0: well thank you as always my friend i don't know if we did anything of value here but at least we kind of turned our inside voices out a little bit so um there's that let the hate mail come
1: oh i love hate mail i, I love it I, that's the most entertaining mail you can get
0: hate mail all right i am marshall pruitt that is william theodore ribs a one-man truth canon I look forward to speaking to you all soon here on the marshall Pruitt podcast